When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's Oscar Monday and... Um, we have Paul McGuire Grimes with us today to talk about the big game. I mean, <laughs> it's the biggest game of the year for Paul. That's right. Hey, Paul. Hello. It was a high holy day yesterday. Yes, it was. You sound like uh, maybe, you know, did you get enough sleep? Uh, are you rested? How are you feeling? I am rested. I feel pretty good. No hangover here. So I feel pretty good about that. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, no, it was. We had a really great time. I thought the award show overall was a really successful broadcast. I was really happy with the winners. Yeah, as you know, I've been loving everything everywhere all at once mm. since I saw it. So it was so great to see a movie like that really kind of sweep the night, if you will. It won seven out of its 11 awards. We haven't had a movie, a Best Picture winner, even like kind of sweep the awards for quite some time, even taking a lot of the top prizes. Yeah, so let's, before we get to the specific awards, can you just speak a little bit more about the telecast overall or like how you felt about it compared to say, you know, I mean, obviously last year it was a marked improvement for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> but, and, and but you know, at a moment when people are watching, you know, movies a little bit less, perhaps, even though they've started watching them again more and the telecast maybe could feel a little irrelevant. How did you feel about last night's performance? I think that the telecast was great at keeping it about the winners. You know, we, there was, I think, one montage. There was one kind of audience comedy bit. And that was it. And usually that's the kind of stuff that takes up so much airtime where yeah. they really kind of kept the show moving. Jimmy Kimmel's monologue was pretty safe humor overall nothing overly biting nothing overly for lack of a better word political it was all really safe and one of the things that i also loved was having the pair of presenters present two awards which then kept the show going even more because then it wasn't dragging another pair of presenters out it wasn't giving yeah. another pair of presenters oh that's a the great to do yes you know I loved, I loved that because it just felt like yes we're moving even though it still took you know three and a half plus hours mm -hmm. it did feel right. like it, it it kept moving Yes, and really fantastic um, performance, like musical performances. I loved, I thought Rihanna was stunning when she sang Lift Me Up. And then Natu Natu from RRR, which oh. did go and win Best Original Song. So that good. choreography was amazing. <laughs> yes, and if you've seen the video, it's just, I mean, they, they could only do a portion of all the amazing things right. that happened. So I encourage everybody, thanks to Mike for pointing it out, you've got to watch the music video because it's, you yes, don't want to dance absolutely. immediately. We had, we had some friends last night say that that it was just like a small fraction of what that yes. number is like in the, in movie. the movie. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. So a uh, question about anything that you were surprised to see um, in any of the categories. Like, uh, for instance, the Banshees of Inishirin really didn't win anything, did they? No. No. So movies like Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Tar, and The Fablemans, those four all went home empty-handed. You know, those were kind of some early season award favorites. I remember in September when award season kind of unofficially starts, mm. the Fablemans won the Toronto Film Festival Audience Award, and so many people thought that was going to be this year's big movie to beat, and it wasn't. You know, it's so interesting how the season shifts from the beginning to the end and how so much um, happens within the two weeks prior, like we saw with Everything Everywhere. You know, the acting categories this year, what I love was that they were unpredictable. You know, like, there was really no frontrunner outside of, like, Kihi Kwei, who, Kihi Kwan, who, he, he'd been winning every award, basically, except for the BAFTA, but we didn't know that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to win. We didn't, we weren't sure that Michelle Yeoh was going to win. We weren't even sure if Brendan Fraser was going to win, which kind of kept us on our toes last night. I was literally on the edge of my couch, like, <laughs> biting my nails, trying to figure out who was going to win. Paul, can you speak to a little bit about why you think that movie did so well? I mean, other than the fact that it was a great movie, you know, uh, everyone who watched it, I mean, I don't, I didn't hear from a lot of people who walked away going, I didn't like that movie. Nobody. People who saw it tended to, you know, to, tended to really love the sort of, just newness, weirdness, strangeness of it. But why do you think that the Academy rewarded that film over, say, a movie like which they would normally reward Elvis uh, or Tar right. or some of you know the films that show individual life's work? Yeah, I think that what Everything Everywhere does is two things. I think it speaks for where we're at currently filmmaking, pushing the boundaries of what a movie can do, what a story can do. I also think it, I think having it touch the Asian community so much and be and give them such a voice and a platform to show that yes, people love these stories, we need these stories, we want to tell these stories, and that people will support it, I think is huge. And I think at the end of the day it shows in a movie like that where it is weird. You don't always know where, what's going on. You don't know where it's going. What is this multiverse happening? Why are there hot dog fingers? Why are there <laughs> rocks talking? None of that matters because by the end of the movie, it's all about love. Yes. And if you didn't get any of it except for the end, the end wraps it up to, to make it this human emotion that anyone can relate to. Your life could be pure chaos. But at the end of the day, if you just find something to love or someone to love, that's really all that matters. And I think that that is what everyone kind of touched upon or found so gripping with that movie. Wow, definitely. Um, And I saw it like right when it came out. So I was actually surprised since it was so weird. I thought it was just we were looking forward to it. But we didn't think that on a grand scale that other people outside of liking weird, you know, that kind of (laughs) genre would like it. So we were like, wow. Everybody's liking this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it needed that kind of word of mouth. It needed us to talk about it because, mm-hmm. yeah, it came out, I think, last March. Normally, the best picture winners and all those are ones that came out around Christmas season. Like, they're the That's ones right. that people are talking about within the two weeks of release. And this one, once it got nominated, once people were seeing that it was up for all these awards, it got people to then go and see it, go outside their comfort zone. Because they like seeing award season nominated movies. Hey, Paul, when, uh, and uh, do you mind sticking around for another segment or you got to run? Sure. I do not have to run. I'll be here. Um, if if uh, you would stick with us, that would be great. But I was going to ask you, I know you do a ballot every year. We yeah, did it kind yeah. of an unofficial ballot ourselves. We did, I think, about what, 10 entries? Yes. Um, but I know you do the whole thing. How did you do 
uh, predicting your own Academy Award wins this year? I was 17 out of 23. Not my strongest year, but I'm kind of okay with that. Wow. What were the biggest uh, surprises or the, the biggest uh, yeah. differences? I was actually surprised that All Quiet on the Western Front, as great as that movie was, did so well in the technical categories. I didn't, mm-hmm. that was, if I biffed somewhere, it was because I didn't put money on All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that it was such an incredible movie. I personally loved it so much. And, and maybe they were just like the Academy loved it, too. And they wanted to show yeah. their love, but they had to recognize these other movies, you know. But Right. Like I thought Elvis was going to pick up cinematography, costumes, oh, uh, makeup, yeah. you know, like things like that. And then Accents. it would go to All Quiet or even The Whale got best makeup. Like I, you know, and it again, it shows what a great year for film it was. It really was. I thought Angela Bassett was going to win. She, uh, that's where so my money was. And then Jamie <laughs> Lee Curtis was. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. She thought she was going to win, too. And you know what? I, I don't blame her. She did yeah, a, a lot great of people job. Her to win last night. Yes, it's almost wish like yeah, there I mean, could she be a deserved tie. to win, and why didn't she win? You know, yeah. like it's it's a good question. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul, uh, when we come back, I'd love to hear more about your thoughts from the Oscars, and I know Dawn would too. We've got plenty of questions for you. Will you stick around? Yes, absolutely. Fabulous. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. It's Don McLean. Are you thinking of losing some weight? If you are, take it from me. Put your trust in Livia Weight Control Centers. Something that can be triggering to people is to look back in the last like five years at photos. And I don't know about you, but uh, before I lost weight with Livia, I was like, oh, I didn't know that I looked like that. <laughs> and then I can do something about it. Well, they can help you and it won't be fruitless for you because literally you can eat fruit on the program and you can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks it's that simple simple so you can just watch the weight come off and you're going to be doing it the right way their team of experts will put together a plan for you and uh, it's just so easy registered dietitians and nutritionists will put you on a plan that's easy to sustain and you will keep the weight off so join today and get your first eight weeks free when you mention me call today 855 go livia or you can visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Your first eight weeks free when you mention me. Hey, it's Steve. We're coming. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We have Paul's trip to the movies, Paul McGuire Grimes with us to talk about the Oscars last night. This is one of your biggest nights, of course. You get to interview all of the celebrities, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, this year, I got to interview the cast of Top Gun Maverick when that came out. So it was it's just been fun to see the ride of that cast at all the award shows, a movie like Top Gun Maverick getting nominated. And it did go on to win Best Sound. Um, I thought it might do a little better, too, like overall. But, mm-hmm. hey, it's such a great movie, and I'm glad people saw it. I imagine, you know, you do, you do interview a bunch of people in a year. Are there, like we were talking about Hugh Grant on the red carpet with Ashley Graham. Did you see that interview? Oh, yes. We watched it after the fact because I saw people buzzing about it. Um, I was like, I gotta watch this after, after everyone leaves. And that was awkward. Ryan and I talked about it because I felt like both of them were not set up successfully for that interview. Like, I don't think that Hugh Grant is someone that goes and does red carpet interviews. And I don't think that Ashley Graham was given the right types of questions for Hugh Grant. You know, Hugh Grant is not someone that's going to talk about their look of their talks. You know, he was presenting with Annie McDowell, who they started together in Four Weddings and Funeral. Bring that up. Talk about that reunion. How long? You know, it's been a while since you've seen each other. Like, there's just 
questions that they both could have asked that didn't happen, which then made the interview awkward. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. So when you're sitting down with uh, someone to interview in a movie, how do you prepare other than, you know, obviously to learn about the role that they're there to talk about? What other kinds of things are you researching to, you know, come up with your best questions? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do come up with questions while I'm watching a movie. Sometimes I will frequently think about the themes of the movie to make it relevant to anyone that's watching. Mm. Um, I talked to Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Major, speaking of two presenters last night, I interviewed them for Creed and the movie talks about men's mental health. So I just asked them about that. Or, you know, I wanted to bring up the deaf community because the daughter in the movie is deaf, you know? So it's like stuff like that, that I think, anyone watching the interview could relate to or think about that isn't just so movie specific. And I want to make it personal too. Like, is it, is it something that I geek out about that I could bring up with the talent or is it maybe a question that someone else in the room isn't asking so that I can stand out? Or how can I make myself stand out from everyone else and make it personal and make it exciting? Yeah, absolutely. Were there any big surprises for you last night? I mean, you know, again, it was pretty predictable, but were you, were there, was there anything that you were really bummed did not win an award? Or any person or thing? Um, man, I mean, I was bummed about Angela Bassett. That was like, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I love her dearly. I have interviewed her before, and she's amazing. But I was like, oh, I felt bad for Angela. I did want her to win. But other than that, I was pretty happy overall. I kind of wanted Elvis to win for makeup and hairstyling. I didn't care for the whale. And that, to me, to to like win that award for just one character, I think was like a little much when I think there was just so much more that went into Elvis than the whale, oh. especially even just the look of Elvis. Like he had many looks throughout that movie that I feel like Elvis should have won the makeup and hairstyling category. Mm, thinking about both of them, I might be on the same page with you now that I thought Brendan Fraser was amazing and I do like his story. I like it, you know, that it's, it's sort of a comeback story, but how many times has Brendan Fraser? I mean, it seems like he's come back <laughs> other times, right. you know, he's back now. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, back. You know, he last year made a movie called no sudden move, a Steven Soderbergh movie. And mm-hmm. I think that was another movie for him that was like, Hey, I'm back. I'm doing this now. And I think if then it was the whale that really, had people by surprise because not a lot of people saw no sudden move um I, you know when i was voting i would have voted for austin butler instead for elvis i thought that was i think he i think it was the more complex role of the two and i just like elvis as a movie better than the whale someone was asking me last night like how do you go and pick a winner like what what criteria to pick and sometimes it comes down to like what movie did i like better you know if i think that the two performances are just equally good mm-hmm. i usually tend to go with the movie that i liked better than mm-hmm. the other Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's the kind of stuff I'm curious about when it, when you are deciding on, and if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes, who normally you hear at this time slot on Fridays or right about this time. And um, I, I'm always curious about what's in the mind of like uh, the person making the decision. So in this case, you'd be a judge because you are thinking about such subjective things. But at the same time, there are some ways you can be that you can be objective about performances. Right. And and uh, right. you just have to be thoughtful I mean, about it. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we lead with our hearts and mind. I mean, I do anyway. I lead with my heart a lot. So, like, what are the performances that just grab me, that still sit with me, that touch some part of me, or maybe open someone else's mind to another person? Mm. Or, you know, I think, and then I think some people bring in a bias, which I think might have hurt Angela Bassett. If there were people that were watching all these nominated things, and if they thought, I'm not giving an award to a Marvel movie, or I'm not, oh. a Marvel performance is not Oscar worthy. So maybe they didn't yeah. even think to watch Black Panther Wakanda forever because they didn't want, they didn't think that Angela would be deserving from Marvel movie. I think, you know, it's one thing to give at costumes, but like acting, I think some people could be, have a bias there. I think if you compare Jamie Lee Curtis and what she had to do compared to what Angela Bassett had to do, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis, the, the, the feat there was writing the character. So from a writing perspective, she was just given, you know, the opportunity to do the role that was going to win as opposed to Angela, who that is her that's that is her masterpiece. What she did with the character, I feel like, is, you know, as far as acting goes. Yeah, I would say it's the more complex of the two in what. Angela had to do with it and what she brought what to it. I mean, brought, you just yeah. even seeing the clips alone is stunning. And like, I always talk about, she reminds me of a Shakespeare, Shakespeare royalty and how you mm-hmm. perform Shakespeare is what Angela did in that role. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I've heard comparisons to Macbeth and, you know, like she just yeah. has this level of emotion that she brings. And I didn't, I've only seen clips cause I haven't seen that movie yet, but you know, uh, but again, those are subject, like if, if, Sometimes an understated performance can speak to people too, but at the same time, yeah. I I do think you're you're right that you wonder if the Academy was looking at it askance a little bit from the perspective that it's a Marvel movie, that like mm-hmm. oh this isn't quite the same caliber because it's yeah. a Marvel movie, right. which because it's Marvel, and we've heard that before. People don't think that Marvel is cinema, or they just fluff it off, and if. You're getting down to a time crunch, and you're trying to figure out what movies you want to watch. And if Everything Everywhere has a ton of nominations, especially in the acting categories, you may watch that to crank off more nominees than a Black Panther, which is just that one nomination for acting, you know? Paul, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us post-Oscars. Thanks for having me. It's always great to see you guys. It's always great to chat with you, and we will talk to Paul again in a couple weeks when he joins us right here. Actually, no, you're going to be with me this Friday. Yes, I am. Yay. Yeah. Cheers. He'll be co-hosting this Friday. When we come by talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. Alight is doing work 365 days a year around the globe in several places at once. Truly doing the doable when and where they can. Doing the doable means all sorts of things. I mean, it truly can mean handing people water after a terrible accident where they have no access to clean water, 
food, shelter, providing those basics, those basic needs that all too often we take for granted. When there's an emergency, when there's a crisis, you need the basics and a light is there to deliver them. But then they work on some of the larger problems over time with all sorts of partners. For example, most recently with the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey, they've been there on the ground to help people in the moment, but also for planning next steps so folks can uh, create a new life for themselves. Head to wearealight.org today to learn how you can support their work. And thank you. Hi, I'm Mary T. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. It's a big day, Oscar Monday, where we like to break down the awards show and uh, things that happened on this champagne carpet. One of them, I noticed, was delightful, except for two people involved. Okay, so there was an interview going on. Um, Mario Lopez and mm. Kit Hoover from Access Hollywood. We're interviewing Jessica Chastain. All right. And uh, she was just there looking beautiful, being nice to the people who were interviewing her, unlike Hugh Grant, who wasn't there to play. And um, she got approached a, a big hug from behind, and it was Emily Blunt. Then comes The Rock. Then comes Nicole Kidman. So all the A-listers in Hollywood, they have a little conversation all together. And um, I think that Mario Lopez, your job is to put the microphone as close to their faces as possible. And right now you don't need to do anything. Same thing for you, Kit Hoover. Please just let them talk because they're writing it for you. We want to hear all of it. So your loud mouth. Oh. <laughs> is overshadowing. Like, oh, stop trying to ask to, questions. God, if they were getting in the middle of the They interview. were. But let me focus on um, the fun little... They just all seem like really nice people. And actually, Jessica Chastain brings that up in this interview um, with The Rock and compliments him on how nice he is. We have a clip of part of this whole, whole thing. We don't really know each other. I mean, we know each other very well because I love her. And I love him, too. But this guy, he sends me birthday messages. Oh, and he's, Your IG and game he is watched, strong. He yeah. watched George and Tammy, and he sent me such a sweet message. He told me how much I, yes. he loved it. He Honestly, you were so good in You that. are the what? most supported. Not everyone is like that, <laughs> no, right? it's true. They're not. They're not. By the way, he matched his jacket to your hair. <laughs> oh. I got the note. Yes. <laughs> everyone here. Note. That's right. Everyone here, mad talented and super nice. Okay, thank you. Oh. Best dressed trio. Yeah, I'm into right. it. Oh. Yes. Claire, what is this jacket right here, my man? That is like next Ballet pink, thank you. Ballet pink. Alaria or Bernardi? Who's coming? Here comes Nicole Kidman. Bernardi, right? We're going to bring Nicole in. Wait to see her on stage. Okay, I would like to announce the four of us are going to do a movie very soon. I'm having it. It's being written right now. I, I don't know what it is. Dwayne, it's like Dwayne's Angels. Oh, my God. Uh, no. Look at Bosley. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best collision. Listen, look at what Dwayne brings. Oh. Guys, I do see an action movie right here casting. Or a murder mystery. Where Nicole? Yeah, a murder mystery. Oh, God. You I was so here. bothered because they were so loud in comparison. It's like, get the microphone away from your face right now and quit trying to think of things to ask. Just let them talk. Yeah. They're the celebrities. You guys are sub-celebrities, okay? So we want to hear from them. No offense to Mario Lopez and yeah. Kit Hoover, but yeah, A-list, B-list, C-list, you know what I'm saying? So 
just put them just we could barely hear them because they were like, why don't you do an action movie? Like, oh, I'm sure they're just like, uh, what do we we got to keep, uh, you know, keep the conversation going because they got cameras in their face. I don't know. This was uh, Mario Lopez. First of all. He's not my favorite no. of the red carpet people. Also, the suggestion that they do a Charlie's Angels movie. That is with so the misogynistic. Rock. Oh, my God. Mildly goes, sexist. The Rock's Angels. And The Rock goes, no, nobody. No. Yeah. no. That's because he knows what he's doing. That's right. So I don't know. But then I, I do wanted, love them. They're all adorable. They are. Um, I love they, Jessica Chastain. She's currently on Broadway right now, if you uh, didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that in the last hour because she was wearing a mask. People were like, why is she wearing a mask? But she wasn't wearing a mask on the red carpet. No. I mean, she obviously was being, you know, she was trying to be as thoughtful as she could. They have to test a lot and she doesn't want to get the crew or the, the cast sick. Because, of course, if she gets sick or for some reason has to quarantine, you know, that screws up the... It does, even though the understudy gets a shot. (laughs) But um, I was just thinking, with The Rock, Emily Blunt, Nicole Kidman, and Jessica Chastain, what movie are we thinking here? I do love the idea of like a sort of Knives Out thriller uh, or comedy thriller, right? Yeah. Do we need another? I feel like uh, we need another mystery on a train. That hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, why not? Murder on the Express. Yeah, well, that sadly happened, but... Yeah, so... Um, yeah, no, something like that. I would totally, I'd be down for something fun, you know, like a little bit of a little thriller, a little comedy. Uh, I think they'd all be great for something like that. Right. Jessica Chastain could, she's like, I'm writing it right now. Like she's a writer and director. So following in the footsteps. She, and she's so passionate and she's such, she seems to be, despite, you know, what, uh, any blind items might say, she just seems to be like a really nice person, right? Like I followed her conversation around the eyes of Tammy Faye and how just just how passionate she was about that project, how passionate she was about, you know, telling Tammy Faye's story in a way that was not just sort of like sucked into tabloid gossip and rumor and stuff. And really just, I thought, did an uh, a really good job of, of telling that story. Yes. And she's just such a good actress. She really is. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty is the first time that I saw her, and I was like, oh, who is this? Yeah. You know? And she, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard, they look very similar, so. Oh, do they? So some people confuse them. Yeah, they're pretty much, uh, you know, they, they look very similar. Oh, yeah. Long red hair. They just kind they of have, have the same. Hair. Like, if you if you put them side by side, though, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness. You know? But, um, yeah, and I... Emily Blunt and The Rock were in a movie together. I'm assuming that's why they were there together. Yeah, I don't. Now that you say that, I don't know. I don't um, know what. But I know The Rock. Uh, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. He was on stage terrible. last night. Sorry. Did you watch Jungle Cruise? Went to it in the theaters, yeah. Wow. And it was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad. we're talking about making a film out of a Disney attraction. Yeah. So, which it, it was fun if it like knew what it was. It was for oh. the first half of the movie. It was kind of like this murder mystery on an old timey boat. That's I mean, kind of fun. What I love. And then all of a sudden, it became paranormal. And there's things that just like, whoa, what just happened here? Oh, paranormal. Really? It does. Really? 
Yeah. Well, like, Don, you'd be all over it. it Maybe it, I would like it. You know, like the um, uh, Davy Jones, like the Davy Jones locker when, like the or when the oh. boat came out in Pirates of the Caribbean, like from underneath the the water, and uh, it was like very oh. sea creaturey and very. No, I don't yeah, like it. It kind of started as it was trying to be real, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is happening now out of nowhere, and it happened very much to the end, and it was very bizarre. Here's the thing I love about The Rock, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in such movies as Baywatch. Yeah. Also, not necessarily an Academy Award winning uh, production, but it was fun. Like he just like whether it's, you know, serious or lighthearted, he just always brings the rock. That's right. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and like he doesn't. I don't know. I, there is an intro that Steve has for the Don and Steve show because he loves the rock. And it's like, I want to rock. And it's like, it's time for rock talk. I mean, you know, there's a reason that people like The Rock. He's just, he again, like Jessica Chastain, seems to be a really decent person. Yeah, seems to Which be. is not always That's true. That true in Hollywood. I mean, if it's true that he is, you know, saying happy birthday to her and they don't really know each other and he doesn't have any ulterior motives and he just, you know, yeah. complimented her on her acting. Oh, that's nice to go out of the way. Like she said, not everyone is like that. So were they together? Um, I don't know if they presented something together. Emily Blunt, because Jungle Cruise was they 2021. Were, yeah, they were the very were first t- war, war oh, they okay. came out together. That's okay. right. Uh, and they had a really fun exchange. Actually, um, she kept saying, oh, gosh, remind me. Yeah, it was talking about animation because that was the very yep. first one. And basically okay. she he was, was very serious. Yeah, she was trying to get to the point. It's funny because actually uh, I played it for Donna and Steve because Donna and Steve says it's exactly those two if they were presenting an award. Because <laughs> Donna was very much to the point trying to get it out. Like, and Steve, the, yes, and I'm trying a, to do this award. And then all of a sudden The Rock comes in with like, animation. When I think of animation, I think of this. And he just goes on this long, long, <laughs> and she's, and like, she's trying I to interrupt him. Get and this award. It they is Donna and Steve for sure. Sure. They were literally the first award, and she looks down and says, you can see they're already exhausted. <laughs> wow. It was that, great. That really is Donna and Steve, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, well, that's that's cool. And it's always so cool to see people. Uh, I thought I think at the end, um, I, I cut it off, but it seems like at the end, Nicole Kidman was like, Keith, Keith. Like she yelled out looking for Keith. He was like right behind her. Yeah, yeah. He had wandered off though. Oh, okay. So she's like, well, let's they made make up out later. again. They made, yeah, they made out. <laughs> what in the heck? Really, like when you see somebody's mouth open and you see one of their tongues. No, they, it, it was a too gratuitous champagne carpet. Ooh. Face suckage. And people thought maybe she was drunk, but I don't think she was drunk. She didn't seem drunk, but no. I don't know what a, what, what she looks like when she's had a few. I don't either, but I just think that they were having a good time. She seems oh, coherent, sure. and just because she has, as some people put it, um, bombshell hair and unapologetic bombshell hair. Yeah, uh, this woman has bombshell hair and unapologetic PDA. <laughs> okay, is that I'm a like, okay. headline from the Daily Mail. Uh, it is. Uh, yes, it is. No, it wasn't Daily Mail. Um, one moment, Vogue. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Just, I mean, she did have a moment where she was looking through her hair. <laughs> you know, like yeah. long hair down, and like she was taking pictures where she, she was seems looking like through it, like a curtain. A nice person, but at the same time, I bet there's a certain amount of mystery around her. Like when you're around here, you're just not quite sure. You don't get to know the, the real, real Nicole Kidman. Yeah, right? Keith does. Well, does he? I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, all Through right. Her mouth. When we come back, 
Mike is going to spin his roulette wheel. Where it lands determines what game we're playing. It's Game Show Roulette when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's been a fun day talking about the Oscars, and now it's going to get even more fun with Game Show Roulette. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Some fun. Let's not. There's uh, sun shining. Yes. What else can we complain about? This doesn't look like a mostly cloudy day. This looks like a sun shining day. It's absolutely beautiful out. We will spin that wheel and find out what we're going to play. Mm-hmm. 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 What is mm-hmm. it going to land on? Yeah! Come on down. You two are the next contestants on The Price is Right. Oh, this is what. This is what Bradley always thinks something is. Price is right, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, Family Feud I usually confuse for Price is right. Uh, We're going to play a little pricing game today. This is not the yodeling game, so I'm sorry if that's what you're hoping for. This is going to be a new game we are playing. It's a play off the grocery game. I'm going to call it... The Timu game! Timu! <laughs> because we're doing yeah. a little Timu challenge. Of course, we've been chatting about Timu for a couple of weeks now here. And I know we got some fun stuff coming up potentially this week about Timu. And uh, I want you guys to go head to head and see your Timu knowledge. Let's do it. Okay. So who wants to go first? I'll explain how the game works once we. Ladies first. All right, Dawn, you're going to go first. I need you to uh, go ahead and pull up your phone. I just sent you three images. Uh Now, how the grocery game, how the Timu game works, is you're going to see those three products. You have $25, all right? Oh. I need you to get to as close to $25 (laughs) as you can with those three items. So Mm. what you need to do is say, I would like, you know, Two of item one, four of item two, and whatever. And we're going to add that all up and see who can get closest. Closest one will get the victory. So let me run through the items that Dawn has. We'll start things off with the uh, cheapest. They are in order of cost. I will give you that little little bit of a hint. Your uh, first one is a mini handheld whisk and milk frother (laughs) for coffee. Ooh, those would be handy. Yes, it's super handy. You can mix eggs or anything else you'd like. Very uh Little handheld little device. Very, very nice. Your next is a nose and ear hair trimmer. I need one of those, too. Very similar to to the first item from a size standpoint. But, yeah, it's got a little trimmer on it. Just stick it up your nose and your ear. Great for uh, eyebrow and facial hair trimming. It's perfect. And then Everybody needs one of those. Of course. Mm -hmm. If you don't think you do, you do. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. And then the top item, it is a car seat cushion, non-slip rubber bottom with storage uh, pouch in front. And it's also got some comfort memory foam built in. So, very nice item there. So what I need you to do, and again, all you have to do is try to get to a total of 25. So a little bit of math here. But Mm -hmm. uh, tell me how many of each of those items you want to try to get to 25. Again, we're playing a little prices right pricing game here today. Okay, I would like... Um, I would like one memory foam seat. One memory foam seat. Okay, you got it. I I would like two whisks. Two of the whisks, okay. And I would like... I don't want to go over, so I'll do just one of the nose there's, hair There's no trimmer. penalty for going over, just a heads up. So. Oh, okay. Well, maybe two nose hair trimmers, two whisks, and one memory foam 
seat. Oh, so two memory foam seats. Well, as well. you okay. acted like I was too low. No, I was just letting you know that there's no. Pro- it's just whoever's closest to twenty five dollars. Okay, to make sure well, the let rules me change were- it. <laughs> okay, I want to go back to two whisks. Just let me know when you guys are done. I'm going to go get a snack. Back to two whisks. Two whisks. Okay. One nose hair trimmer. One, one nose hair trimmer. Okay. And one car memory foam seat with the pocket. Okay, and these are all off of Timu. Yes. All right. So that is your guess. One of the uh, seat cushions, one of the nose hair trimmers. for the listener who maybe doesn't understand, Hemu is an app much like Amazon or Mm -hmm. Wish. However, you can buy all of the uh, items for extremely low prices. So what you typically might get on Amazon for 10 bucks might be like $1.50 on Timu. So I think think, uh, the more the better. So I think I think you're probably doing well there. Okay. Are okay. you done then? You got one of the seat cushion, one of the yes. nose hair trimmer, two of the whisks. Do you want to know whisks. specifically how much I think each is? Um, we'll get to that because yeah, um, we can we can go back okay. and get to that when I actually get them. So um, I took note of that. I'll type <laughs> them in here in a second. Uh, Bradley, we're going to start with your uh, cheapest item. You've got a food grade stainless steel peeling corn peeling corn planer. I, I always what? love the descriptions <laughs> on Timu because yes. it's always like just let me throw all the words. Oh, yeah, every word really, possible. Yeah, lots of words. So what it's basically it? a handheld corn shucker. Correct. Yes. Uh, your next item is a beer sh- a beard shave apron bib trimmer holder rack. <laughs> I know what that, yeah, I've yeah. seen so that. You're, there's actually a spot you for your those. head and then it basically attaches to the, the, the glass, whatever you're using in front of you, and or then it waist. catches all the hair. Yep, that works as well. Around your neck. And then finally, you've got a car repair tool body repair suction cup remover. Oh, it's like a thing that you can for suck dents. out dents. It removes dents. Ooh, yeah. Yes. I might need one of those. Well, you might get four. <laughs> so there you go. Depending those are, on those, those are your uh, Okay, items. so $25. You want to get to as close as you can to $25. Okay, Bob. So corn shucker, yeah. let's see, $25. Oh, God, this is like absurd numbers. <laughs> I'm going to say the corn shucker is like $4. You got to be careful with that word, $4, even though it's probably cheaper, but I'm going to say it's in the three-something-ish. So that's like what? Uh, two. Okay. Two. I'm gonna say two. You want two of those? Yeah. Okay. How many of those beard shave aprons would you like? I'm gonna take. <laughs> I think two of those. Two of those as well. Okay. And now, finally, how many of the car repair tools would you like? The car. Uh, this is where the audience is outer. screaming in the background. I'm gonna take one of those, Bob. Just one of those. Mm. Yeah. So again, the two of you have twenty-five dollars. You're going with one of those, two of the beer so trimmers. Five things. Two, four, five. Yeah. Five okay. things. All right. All right. Just like me. Yay! I think <laughs> those are your answers. They are locked I, I in. I hope I have no idea how I did. I feel like this game is going to turn into a Timu ad because uh, we're going to run through the uh, <laughs> the answers here on this one. We're going to start. Listening, please sponsor they don't our need show. Us. They don't. Need yes, us. they do. We're going to start by typing in the answers that. Uh, that Bradley, or excuse me, that Don gave you went first. So let's type in some of those answers. All right, Don, twenty five dollars. Typing in, man. Oh, he's typing them in. Typing oh, in. Look at God. him. Okay, okay. okay. Man, this is a really bad cash register. Where's Two the... whisks. Okay, okay. Typing that all like in. Okay, house in the got prairie. it. Um, I don't. Yeah, perfect. Okay, they're typed in there. Um, I don't know where my cha-ching went. That's disappointing. <laughs> so I typed it in there, and uh, we've got the answer typed in for you, and we're looking at the totals. Uh, there was uh, that C-cushion. Well, actually, yeah. start at the top. That C-cushion 
was only seven fifty nine. Oh, so okay. I thought it would be around that, ten. So that seat cushion, you got one of those. Okay. You have uh, one of the nose and ear tr- uh, trimmer. Again, this is a Timu ad. That's only a buck seventy nine. <gasps> wow! Oh wow! And finally, the mini handheld whisk. Yeah, it was probably like. It's a dollar fifty-eight. Oh my Weird. gosh! I'm way under. So, I thought it was going to be three seventy-eight, and then I thought the nose hair trimmer was going to be five forty-eight. So your grand total is twelve fifty-three. <laughs> Girl, you way under bid. So that I is feel like I did the same. Way under. So yeah, uh, twenty-five. Minutes. I feel like I underestimated. Yeah, that was probably uh, like a dozen of everything. That was very far under. So you are twelve dollars and forty-seven cents off. Okay. Wow. Now we move over to Bradley. You bought uh, two of those food-grade stainless steel peeling corns. How much do you think? <laughs> Don't say peeling corns. <laughs> Corn peelers? Uh, those were a buck, 50, a buck 38 a piece. Oh, okay. man. I should have done like a dozen. The beard, hair, apron, bib trimmer? Yeah. Uh, that was... Th- one seventy nine. And finally, that car repair tool? Man, if you aren't on Timo, you should get on Timo. Four eighty eight. Wow. For a grand total of eleven twenty two, Don, Don, you, you are won. the winner. Wow. Congratulations! Oh my Actually, you get to keep I, all of the. I'd things. like to thank my parents. <laughs> I would like to thank my sisters for being nice to me. That is harder than you think. I spent. I, I did it. I, I always had secondhand Timu from just watching you two. You know, do yeah. it and listening to you two um, creating this game last night. I I got firsthand. You mean Timu. you haven't made any purchases yet? I've yet to know. <gasps> Is your so cart strong. full? The cart's full now. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, yeah. Did you find things that you actually wanted? Just no, but things I didn't want or didn't really need. Yeah, but still, like, I'm, what's in your cart right now? I'm, okay, I can tell you what's in my cart. Um, it's stuff that you never knew you needed. That's how I describe it to people. Okay. I have 11 things in my cart, oh my apparently. God. Ooh, okay. I have um, a vintage flower print top, <laughs> but I have to get an XXL because uh, the other size these sizes, is a off. it is very off. Um, I have a vintage peacock print scarf. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have a retro summer vintage crane print. Wow, lots um, of summer prints. Ooh, ooh, this, this, this shirt is really pretty. Um, vintage style cotton socks, five pairs for $5. I have another silk scarf. I got socks in mine. Socks are a big one. Yeah, I need to go back and do a clothing sweep. <gasps> I, I currently have a 13-inch Danish dough whisk. Whoa. A water bottle holder. A oh. water bottle, because I lost my water bottle this weekend. Yeah. And a portable food plastic food storage box clear cereal storage container with Lidge large kitchen storage. I got one more thing you might want to put in there. What? McDonald's Mighty Six Donuts and Sticks. Take three donuts and three sticks. Top and bottom immediately in the fall browning from McDonald's. McDonald's uh. Donut Maker. Oh my God! Oh. It's like McDonald's has no, donuts. Mac, but... there's an A in there. Got Mac it. Donuts. McDonald's donuts. That's <laughs> hey, your consolation prize. Mike, thank you. Yeah, now well. we're all gonna go um, <laughs> add things to our Timu card. But I'm not buying. We'll be yeah, you will. We'll <laughs> yeah. be back tomorrow because I guess uh, or I we should say there's gonna be a Timu fashion show at some point. We have to do yeah. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. Up next, Lori and Julia. Bye.